What comes to mind when I say the Holy Spirit? We all have different ideas and, and experiences and definitely questions when it comes to the Holy Spirit, right? Like, are you thinking, wow, is that the same as the Holy Ghost? Ooh, are we gonna talk about ghosts? Or maybe you think of like speaking in tongues and, and people rolling down the aisles and uh, magic healing powers. So like, what is and who is the Holy Spirit? And does it really even matter? Well, let's talk about it together. What's the difference between simply being religious and spiritual and following Jesus? What's the difference between being a really good, kind, and caring person and being a Jesus follower? What's the difference between knowing and memorizing the Bible and actually being transformed by God? What's the difference between a social club that studies religious texts and does community service projects and the church? What's the difference between living a mundane, get through each day kind of life and living a life of beauty, adventure, power, joy, peace, fully alive here and now, even in the midst of mundane and sorrowful? The difference between all of those is the Holy Spirit. And this might sound heavy and dramatic, but the Holy Spirit is the source of the life Jesus offers. You might be thinking, like, but we have the Bible and, and we have Jesus. Like, isn't that enough to have, like, the Jesus life? Well, question. Wouldn't it be awesome to, to live with Jesus? Like, physically live with Jesus, like a daily life. And be able to ask him questions and, and listen to him teach and, and be told what each scripture clearly means and, and really know him and enjoy, like, just living with Jesus. Like, wouldn't that completely change our lives like Jesus lived in your guest room? Like that would really allow us to change the world for better, don't you think? And it'd just be so much easier if Jesus was just sitting right next to us all the time. Well, Jesus' first followers thought the same thing. They actually got to experience that for three years. But near the end of those three years, he sits them down. And right before he, he's killed and then comes back to life, he tells them he's leaving. And they are understandably bothered. But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And so Jesus said that it was better for him to leave so the advocate, the Holy Spirit, could come. What? Like, why is that better? Well, here's the thing. The more we look into it, here's what we're going to find. The Holy Spirit is the most important and most misunderstood part of following Jesus. So what we're going to do for 10 weeks or so, I want to take a journey of better knowing, better experiencing who the Holy Spirit is and what it means to live aware of him, being filled and saturated by the Holy Spirit. If you're a Jesus follower, the reason I, I want to do this is so that you can know the God who knows you. So you can know who you really are and what this life you've been given is really about and what is really available to you. And in order to really discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together. Now, if you're more curious and you're kind of checking out what following Jesus is about, what I want you to see is why there is a difference between what you rightly think a Jesus follower should look like 
and what you see in so many people who claim to be Christians. But even more than that, I want you to see what you are invited into and how you can accept that invitation if and when you're ready for it. And so before we really dive into who or what is the Holy Spirit, I think we need some introductory thoughts. First of all, we all have very different different backgrounds when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Maybe some are like, I've never really even heard this. Others, uh, you know, you've, you grew up going to grandma's church where people are like running around and maybe you've seen the YouTube videos of people like getting slapped in the head and that type of thing. And there's that side. And then there's the side of like, well, yeah, the Bible talks about Holy Spirit, but you know, that was kind of back in the, in the first century stuff. And so for me, just being completely open and honest, my background, really, it's kind of the Holy Spirit. It's more of a hands-offish thing, right? He's, he's there. He's active. He can do whatever he wants. But usually, he's, he's very quiet, and it's more like a, just a, a slight whisper in our hearts. And so as we go through this exploring who the Holy Spirit is, I want to promise you, I will do my best to be as balanced as possible when we're going through all of this. But I'm probably going to say things you might disagree with. That's okay. That can be good. So ask yourself, why is it good? Because now you can ask yourself, why do you disagree? What do you actually believe? It gives you a chance to explore where where you're at. And so throughout this series, if you have questions or comments or ideas, email us at info at yourcrosscreek.com and we will be able to have a conversation with you about your thoughts, our thoughts on the Holy Spirit. I mean, this Holy Spirit thing, it can be a dividing thing or it can be a uniting thing. Honestly, people have left churches when people start talking about the Holy Spirit. But Cross Creek has a motto, and that motto is we can disagree and still be in the same family. And so let's explore how maybe we're different. Also, learning about God as modern Westerners can actually be pretty difficult because we've been trained to think in like categories and systems and, and formulas and steps and finding the answers. We can be pretty uncomfortable with with the mystery of life and and not knowing it for sure. Now, I've tried to break down this series into segments that hopefully fit together logically. But honestly, studying and learning about the Holy Spirit is really like trying to mathematically calculate and graph out your love for your kids or to chart your parents' personalities. You, You really can't. And that's just the nature of relationships. And so our goal is not to understand the Holy Spirit, but to know the Holy Spirit and have him shape our lives. So the point isn't to understand the Holy Spirit, but to know the Holy Spirit. And so I'm not going to be giving a systematic theology on the Trinity and the Father, Son, Holy Spirit with graphs and charts and all that stuff. But as we discover more and, and we know the Holy Spirit more, I think the idea of the Trinity will make more sense for us. Now, again, I'm not an expert on this. In fact, I just have the time to study and hopefully regurgitate what I find so that others can follow along. And so basically what I'm doing in this series is I'm inviting you on this journey with me as we kind of strip away everything we think we know and find the who the Holy Spirit really is. So are you ready? Let's take our first steps in this journey. What or who is the Holy Spirit? That's a huge question. (laughs) So where do we start? How about page one? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now that's a really a general intro for this this whole beginning book of Genesis, of, of the Jewish scriptures. 
And it's not saying scientifically how God created. That is not the point of this. We're not going to get into all of that. That's not the concern. What it's doing is answering one of humanity's fundamental questions. Who are we? Why are we here? And who started all of it? And the answer to that is saying God. But it goes on. It says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. This picture, this mental picture of of chaos, of this inhospitable universe, of this dangerous environment. But who's there? Who's already there at the very beginning? And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The Spirit of God. The Hebrew word for spirit is ruach. And in Greek, as we see it in the New Testament, it's the word pneuma. Now, I'm again, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I'm relying a lot on a guy named Tim Mackey. Maybe you've seen the Bible Project videos, and he has a whole thing on this. But ruach in Hebrew is, a, is the word for, for breath, right? You think of our breath, or, or put your hand over your mouth and talk, and you can feel that heat and that, and that wind and that, that blowing. That is ruach. And for the ancient eastern mind when you when you feel that breath they're not thinking about molecules and and vapor particles and all that kind of stuff no ruach is life right if you if you have no ruach you see a body on the ground and it's it's not ruaching there's no life it's dead so the ruach is this invisible animating life energy it's it's kind of who you are it's what what makes you tick now another meaning of ruach is wind. Like you look at you look at the wind and you don't have all these scientific studies and all that and you and you see the trees moving. Well, what makes the trees move? It's some invisible animating force that you can't see but you know is very real and is definitely there. And so in the in the ancient Hebrew mind, the idea of ruach it's is this wind, it's this breath that is all sourced from and and in and is a part of God himself. And it goes on. He says, "Then God said, God speaks. He releases his ruach. He breathes. Then God said, he breathes. He ruachs. He releases his breath. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And so God speaks through all these different things, separating land, creating sky and stars and moon and and sun. He puts his ruach is put into motion to put everything else in motion. And it brings life. The eternal life now brings life to everything else. And as God releases his Ruach, what started as a chaotic, dangerous universe is now, through his voice, through his Ruach again, is put into order with precision and beauty and creativity and new life. Theologian Gordon Fee said, the spirit is the agent of God's activity. He makes happen what God wants to happen. And so God breathes all these things into existence. And then once everything is good and ready and perfect, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. So he makes, makes this little mud guy. And he breathed, he ruached the breath, the ruach of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. So God breathes, he ruachs. And our ruach finds its beginning and the ultimate breath, the ultimate spirit, the ultimate ruach of God. Now, for, for many religions and, and spiritual people, you're probably saying, yeah, exactly. There's some mystical life force in the universe that gives life to everything that we're all a part of. Like, 
you know, a, a force that surrounds us and penetrates us and binds the galaxy together, right? So is the Holy Spirit, is the Holy Ruach, this mystical, impersonal, spiritual energy, like the force? Well, according to Jesus and the biblical writings, it's so much better than that. See, the Spirit, the Ruach, the Numa of God is the personal presence of God himself. Within God, somehow, we have three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are all God. They are all one, yet also distinct. And so when we think about it this way, the Holy Spirit is as much person as the Father and as Jesus. In fact, see how Jesus himself describes the Holy Spirit. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Very personal description of the Holy Spirit. And then as we continue in the New Testament, the writers shed even more light on who this Holy Spirit is. They say the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. The Holy Spirit teaches Jesus followers and, and dwells among and within Jesus followers. He, he gives life. He cries out from within our hearts. He leads us in the ways of God. He, he bears witness with our own spirits that we belong to God. It says he, he helps us. He intercedes for us when we don't know what to pray. He works all things together for our ultimate good. He, he strengthens Jesus followers. And just like I can't explain every aspect of my relationship with, with my wife or, or my kids or my parents, though I can't perfectly explain it, I know I have experienced this personal presence of God in my, in my life. I've seen the Holy Spirit give life, like both in the first ruach of my kids when they're born, but I've also seen, it, seen him bring life to broken, searching hearts, like right in front of my eyes. I've seen his ruach change hearts. I've seen him teach me and others by, by giving me, I don't know why, but giving me words out of the blue that I never thought of in my life that actually helped someone. I've felt the, the comfort and confidence, which makes no sense in times that were far from comforting. Things that I thought were terrible, I've seen them work out for, for even better than I hoped. I've even been given joy and laughter for really no reason in some of the most mundane moments, like walking to class in high school. The Holy Spirit is the personal God, whose role from the beginning was and is to bring and give and create life. See, the Holy Spirit unleashes the life of Jesus into the darkness and chaos of the world. The Holy Spirit is the source and agent of the life Jesus promises. In fact, the, the overarching message of the New Testament is that through Jesus, we have been given the life, the breath, the Spirit of God to live in us and with us, to bring order to the chaos within and without us by pointing us to Jesus. And through this process, we become conduits through which God's Spirit, God's Ruach, God's Numa can breathe on the rest of creation. So why did Jesus say it was better for him to leave and then send the Holy Spirit? Well, simply because Jesus, as human, could only be in one place at a time. But by sending the Holy Spirit, he can now be with all of us at once, at the same time, in us and working through us. See, this 
is how God will bring order and peace into the chaos of the world and the chaos of our lives. We can actually experience the life Jesus offers because in reality, there is actually nothing ordinary about our lives at all. The same Holy Ruach of God who brought order to the chaos of the universe is the same Holy Spirit who has been sent to live with those who follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit brings the personal God into our personal, daily, real life now by teaching us, and we're going to talk all about this, by teaching us the mind, the heart, the passions of God himself. And then he transforms our minds, our hearts, and our passions to be his. So in this first step of a probably long journey, I want us to understand just one thing, that through the Holy Spirit, as Tim Mackey puts it, through the Holy Spirit, God is personally present in and among us. And he is committed to bringing order out of chaos, light out of darkness, in your life and in our world. The Spirit of God is real. The Spirit of God is an actual person. The Spirit of God is there. He is next to you. And if you are a Jesus follower, he is in you and as close as the breath we breathe, and he will never leave us. So this week's goal, my only goal for this week, is to be aware that the Spirit is there. So this week, let's all take a moment each day. Maybe if you need to, set an alarm on your phone if that that helps you. But but this week, let's read and memorize Romans 8, 11, just the beginning part, where Paul says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Memorize that. It's pretty easy. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And as you're memorizing that, then take a deep breath in and feel your Ruach from God. And then just simply say, thank you for being with me and in me. Help me know you and see you more and more. And if you're not ready for that yet, that's okay. Maybe you're still checking things out. So do this instead. Ask, what would it be like if this were true and was a reality for me? What difference might this make in in my thoughts, in my life, in my relationships? Now, I know this whole episode and all this might have created more questions than answers. That's okay. This is just the beginning. And I honestly, I don't know where this journey will really take us. Maybe it'll just be a better idea of what it means to follow Jesus. Maybe it'll bring us more more comfort and peace. Maybe it'll be something more. But what I do know is that Jesus proved God is real. Jesus proved that God wants us to personally know him. He isn't trying to be, you know, a secret and and hide from us. God wants us to experience a life empowered by and filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm encouraging all of us to to have eyes and have hearts and have minds open to what he wants to show us. And then be ready because there is no such thing as an ordinary life with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for watching this content put out by Cross Creek Community Church. We meet regularly on Sundays at 4.30 p.m. uh, at 525 Adela Drive. You're welcome to join us in person to hear messages like this in real life with real people in real community. We have snacks afterwards. There's stuff for kids. We sing a few songs and we take communion in, not in that order. 
Uh, don't forget to check out our website for more information. You can also join a small group if you're interested in diving deeper into community. There's information about that on our website as well. We have a Youth Connect that middle school and high school students are invited to. Those are on the first and the third Sundays of the month. So our next meeting is coming up in a little bit. Keep an eye on the calendar and the website and social media for information about that. Thank you for watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast, engaging with us on social media, and emailing us if you have any questions. Uh, don't forget, if you have any questions particular to this study, uh, we are welcoming those. Info at yourcrosscreek.com. And we look forward to having a conversation with you and meeting you in person. See you Sunday.